Welcome. This week we're going to learn Pasha's Mitzayda, but, uh, but before I start, I'd like to say that next week, we don't have a Pasha next week, but as Binyamin suggested, and since uh, Binyamin and I are both in Klechad Baal Shem Tov, and there's a, a minig in the Mishpachot Baal Shem Tov, that he had a hot solo, and, the, and there's a whole story that happened, and he was Nitzel, and uh, there's, uh, he left the Tzavah, that Achim Shal Pesach, all his Eidnikolach should make a Susa Seidah and tell the story of his Atzala. So next week, that's what we're going to do. We'll cover Pesach, we're going to tell the story of the Atzala of the Baal Shem Tov. So the Pasha says, towards the end of the Pasha, you have this, the Pasha of uh, Nigei Batim. That you have a Tzaras in the house, and what you do when you find a Nega in the house. So the Pasuk says like this, when you come to Eretz Knan, I'm going to make Negoim in the houses. <coughs> so Rashi says, what does it mean I'm going to make Negoim in the houses? It seems to be the Rabbi Shalom is promising that he's going to make Negoim. And uh, oh, so Rashi says, B'surahi lahem, that there will be Nagoyim in the houses. Why? The Amoyrim, the Knanim, who were living in Canaan, so the 40 years that Yisrael was in the Midbar, so they knew uh, the Jews are coming and <laughs> it's going to be trouble. You know, Lahavda, like during the Holocaust, people, uh, you know, when things started looking bad, people went, they put their valuables, they buried them in the ground, or they hid them somewhere. So they knew, they didn't know what's going to be, there's going to be an invasion of Jews, and the first thing they did, I mean, not the first thing, through Meshach of the 40 years, they kept hiding their valuables in the, in the, in the walls of the house. And since there's a nega, so the house gets destroyed, Umaitsam and you find and and they found the, the matmainas, they found the gold in the walls. Now the Rambam says in Shmaina Prokim, the Rambam, there's, there's a whole discussion among the Rishonim if a person has Bechira. The Khavaslavovas then of of Sharvaj Sal Kim brings his machlaikis that some say that the person does not have Bukhira and whatever he does is all already ordained Banashamayam and all he could do is he could have a rotzen what he what, what he wants and that's and the Sharvainish goes for the rotzen, but what you do there's no Bukhira. And and so this is a and uh, the Khavzlubovas himself disagrees with that and he holds you do have Bukhira. Rambam also there's Bukhira. So he says like this in the in Shmuel Prokim, in the eighth parak, that everything has to be the way it is. It can't change. Everything a person has a bechira can do either they either choose to do good or choose to do bad. Like the pasuk says, a bechat and the Chazalavas brings that passage. So he says, There's one problem. There's one problem. 
you can see in certain psukim that the Rabbanishlam is geyser, that a certain a person should do a bad thing. Where do you see this? One of these things is, it says, The Kalisrael is going to be in Golis, and they're going to be enslaved, and they're going to be oppressed, and they're going to work with them hard 400 years. So the people ask, They should oppress the descendants of Rom. Why did he punish them? They had no choice. So now the Rambam at the end of Perkhez discusses the Indian of Yidi and Bechira. If a per- the Rav Shalom knows, how does a person have Bechira? And that is this answer to that. The answer to that is, I mean, there's, you have to, it, it's, it's not a simple answer. And uh, the Ravid says in, uh, in that uh, that there's no answer, but but the Pashtas, the, the reason is because the Rabbanu Shalom doesn't see things in, sequ- in, in sequence. The Rabbanu Shalom's view of the world, we see everything according to time, one thing after another, after another, after another. The Rabbanu Shalom doesn't see it in sequence. He sees everything, and we don't understand how the Rabbanu Shalom's mind works. But he sees everything, so mainly he could see what you're choosing right now because the future and the past are all the same to him. So he sees everything simultaneously. So he knows what you're going to do. But not because he, that, that, that uh, before you do it, the Ban Shalom already knew that you're going to do it. So mainly a person has Bechira. So that's one Indian. Here's a different Indian. Now, it's not Yudhiyas Hashem. Yudhiyas Hashem gets into understanding how the Rebbeinstein's mind works, which is not understandable. Here he's saying something else. There's a Gzaira. There's a Gzaira in this world here. The Rebbeinstein made a Gzaira in this world that the Mitzrayim are going to enslave and oppress Klal So if there's a Gzaira, how could you not do it? That's the question. It's not the same question as the question of Yudhiyam Bechira. It's the question of how could it be? So the Rambam answers, he wasn't talking about a particular person. There's a gzera on you that you have to do this thing. No. It's just in general. Every individual mitzri had the choice of participating in the oppression or not participating. So rather there was a gzera that there would be a, a, an oppression. But but each and each mystery didn't have to participate. So Mamela, each mystery is could be punished for choosing to participate in the oppression. So you can ask me if everybody's gonna say that there won't be an oppression. Okay, so we're not gonna get into that. But this is the Rambam Zisoid. The Rambam Zisoid is that that there's a gzera, if it's if it's not no gzera on a, per, a certain person befrat, then he has a bechira. So over here the question is here: a person has a nega in his house. Now he got a nega because he spoke lashon hara, because he did a chet, and the mission in the goyim says that he's a rasha, so he's a rasha, and that's why he's punished that he has a nega. And then when you smash his house, you find the gold. So if, if there had to be a nega to find the gold, so where is the Bechira? 
He has no Bechira. Then you can't say that he had a choice not to, because it's his house. So if he would not have done it, then nobody would have broken his house. So it doesn't, you can't say that. And the question is, why should a person that talks Lashon Hara be rewarded with gold? Why should he be rewarded? By finding a matman in the walls of his house. But I think the answer is very poshite. I, I might even say it's a klotz kasha. Now the answer is this, that, that um, when, when a person had a nega, they smashed his house, they found the gold. Okay, so they found the gold. Somebody put gold there. Then another person had a nega, and you smashed his house, and you found the gold. And then a third person had nega and you smash his house and you found the gold. What are the people of the country going to say? They're going to say, hey, three people have nagoyim and you smash the houses, you find gold. It must be that all the houses have gold. We all have gold. How does this happen? Just by coincidence, three people, you smash the houses and they have gold. No, they're going to hop that the, that the, the kananim, they took their, their gold and they hid it in the walls. Oh, so everybody's going to go to their house and they're going to look for where there's a secret hiding place. They're going to tap on the walls. They're going to this. They're going to look. And they're going to find the gold. But this person that took Lashon Hara, his house is demolished. He doesn't... So everybody has a house and they have the gold. He has the gold, but he has no house. So every there was gold... I, I imagine over 40 years, every house had valuables in the wall. Come on. I mean, unless somebody was such a good as a, a Roman, such a, that he had mamish, nothing. But uh, over 40 years, people had, had valuables. So every house had valuables. The Rebbe wanted him to cholesterol that there are valuables in the walls, and they should all check their walls and find the valuables. So how did he do that? By making a nega. So he said, there's going to be a nega. Somebody's going to talk Lashon Hara, and there will be Nagoyim, and there will be, and that will help that we should discover the gold. So this person didn't have to talk Lashon Hara. He could have let the next person talk Lashon Hara, and the next person would have had his house demolished, and he himself could have had the gold and the house. So since he chose to talk Lashon Hara, then he was punished that his house was one of the early houses that was demolished. That's what I think over here. Now, let's go a little bit further. So when the Koyan comes to check the house, So you have to you have to clear out all the kalim from the house before uh, the coin comes. The coin comes and he says tome. So at that point the house becomes tome, and every all the kalim in the house become tome, and the klicheres have become uh, are, are uh, worthless. So ter the commission says so Mel, you have to clear out the house. Why? Because the tumma only comes when the Koyin says Tomei. Until the Koyin says Tomei, there's no tumma. Now, not like other, other Tomas. It's not like that. Other Tomas, um, other Tomas, let's say uh, 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 you bring a Mara to a Rav. So the Rav takes a look at the Mara. 
He says it's Tomei, so the Yiddish is retroactively Tomei. It doesn't become Tomei when the Rav Paschen is on it. And over here, it's different. When the coin Paschen is on it, that's when it becomes Tomei. So I want to explain this idea that the Tumma only comes when the, when the coin Paschen is on it. So the Rambam says, the last halacha of Mikvah in Hilchas Mikvah is, Dover it's a chaik, This word Rambam says, it's really a medrash. The medrash says the same thing. The medrash, I don't have, only have a big medrash, so I typed it out, printed it out. So the, the story like this, that there was a guy that came to Rabbi Yechlin Mezakai, and he said to him, you know, this whole business with the Paraduma, it looks like Kishif. So Rabbi Yechlin Mezakai told him, listen, if you have like a certain sickness, don't you go grind up herbs and do it? So he says, yeah, of course. Because, uh, so he says, this is the same thing. So the Talmidim, when he went out, Talmidim asked him, um, Rabbeinu, is that Chiyim Bekoni? Is Tam being Matchem? But what are you going to tell us? What's of this question? So he said, Amalema said, Chayechem, Loi Hames Metame, Vloi Amayim Metarem, El Akodesh Borchu, El Oma Akodesh Borchu, Chuko Chakakti, Gzeira Gazarti. Now the Rambam and the Moira goes a little bit further. I mean, it's really the same thing, but that's what he, he says. He says that there's no such thing as Tumah. Tumah doesn't exist. If there would be no Din Torah of Tumah, Tumah wouldn't exist. He says, he uses a Lushan, I don't know, he uses an Arabic word, I don't know what the Arabic word is, and if I knew what it was, I wouldn't know what it means. But the translators, the Ibn Tibbin translated as, as uh, Meduma, it's an imaginary thing. Tumah is imaginary. Fre- uh, Freelander says, Friedlander also says it's imaginary, and Pines says it's fancied, and Kapach, Kapach uses the word, says it's machshafti, and he explains in the, in, in the footnote that it means it's intangible. So, but it's, Pashtun, it's imaginary. So, the Pshat's like this, that, that, you know, you think that there's a Ruach Tumba, it's a Paklippa, there's some kind of a Ruach Tumba, that's there on the thing. A person dies, so there's a ruach tumma on the th- on on the on the dovra metama. But Demis is not like that. Shatness exists. There's a metzias of shatness. Now the Torah imposes an iser on the metzias of shatness, but there is no. But before the iser, the, the metzias exists. Before the iser of tumma, there's no metzias of tumma. It's nothing. It's imaginary. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. But when the Torah is Asr's, that creates the reality of Tumah. Tumah comes from the Isser. That's when the Torah is Asr's. So that creates a reality, like issues, let's say, right? Issues, there's a bond between husband and wife. It's not imaginary. It's not that you have to make believe as if there's a bond. No, there is a bond. 
But that bond only exists in the in the Olam of Halacha. When the Torah says that there is such a thing, then because of that, because the Torah was geyser, that there's something called Kedushin, so when a man marries a woman, there is a real bond of Isha's created. But uh, so Tum is the same thing. Without the without the issue of the Torah of 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 uh, of Tuma, that the Yisurim of going to the Migdash or the Tyrus, without those Yisurim, there is no such thing as Tuma. That's what the Rambam says. The reason why the Torah did this, he says that people should have Eimer when they come to the base of Migdash. You come to the base of Migdash. It's not you know it's just a casual thing. You come, you go, you end up. No, no, no. To come to the base of Migdash, you have to go through a process and you have to wait seven days and you know, and when you come in finally, ah, oh, finally I'm here. It's like you have a tremendous reverence for the place. Look what I had to go through to come into this place. So today there should be a Moira Migdash. The Torah created the parsha of Tuma. And then, so there is Tuma. I mean, if you learn that it's a clipper, maybe the clip will make whatever it is. Tumma only exists in the in because of the Isra of the Torah. So Mimela. When it comes to Tsaras, the Torah says that Tumma only exists when the Kayan says Tame. Before the Kayan says Tame, there's no there's no Tsaras, there's no Tumma. There's not Tsaras is not Matame. It's not like Shatnas. It's Tsaras. It's just you know you have a nega. It's nothing. It's it's, it's pimples, it's whatever it is. It's nothing. But when the Torah says that there's a Torah's Saras, Torah's Nagoyim, so the Torah's Nagoyim is what creates the Tumah. So the Torah says by Batim that the Torah's, the Torah's Nagoyim starts when the Koyim says Tameh. So now you can, you can stand it better why, when the time, why, why before the Tumah, before the Koyim says Tameh, there is no Tumah, and then you take out the Kalim before the Koyim comes. Somebody save the Caleb. So why Taka, I was thinking, why Taka does Tsaras have this type of a din where where other Tumas don't have it? Only in Tsaras you find that it's all Tully in the Koyan saying Tommy. You don't find it by Tommy Mess or by Nevela. You have to maybe maybe the, the Chacham should come and take a look and say, Oh, it's Taka dead, and that's when the Tumas starts. No. Tumma when it died, it died this Tumma. So I was thinking the Pshasazai that Negoyim come for Lashon Hara. Why does a person talk Lashon Hara? Because he says, what did I do? I didn't do anything. I just said some things. I just, you know, I didn't do anything. So the Torah is showing you that you could do a lot with what you say. What you say, you could create that the house becomes Tomei, where the coin doesn't say Tomei, the house is not Tomei. The coin says Tomei, the house becomes Tomei. So there's a tremendous Koyach in your Dibor. So when you talk Lashon Hara, you also have a tremendous Koyach. You can make tremendous destruction. Now I just want to say, conclude with one other point. Stam something I thought of this morning. That what you have to do when you find a Nega, so you have to take it. You have to take out those avonim, and you v'shlichol mechutz la'irom makom tamei, and then you have to lockhu avonim achirays. You have to take other stones and replace them. Ve'viu el tachas avonim. You put them in place of the other ones, and then the tachas abayis. That's the plaster. Now. Why does he have to replace the stone? Let's say he leaves the stone out. So you might think 
that he has to replace the stone because the nega has to return in the same place, so you need another stone where the nega could return. But the Ramban, bring, uh, from the Ramban brings uh, Terence Kainan that says it could repair, reappear anywhere in the entire house. So why can't you just leave this, uh, leave this hole where the stone was? So I was thinking that, 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 what's the largest organ of a person's body? The largest organ is the skin. It's all over, but it's one encompassing organ which covers the entire body. So I'm thinking that the skin of a house is its plaster, its paint, its plaster. That's the skin of the house. When you have a nega, the nega infects the organ of the house, which is its plaster, its skin. The skin of the house becomes infected. So it's not just the spot, it's on the, the entire plaster of the house becomes infected. The Rambam says that you have to plaster the house, you have to plaster the entire house, not just the point where, where you took out the stone. You have to, okay. It says, every part of the house has to be replastered. That means that you have to that you have to take out the stone. This this skin of the house is infected. You have to give the house a new skin. And when you give the house a new skin, and the nega comes back in this new skin in a different spot, maybe, then this house is tame, and then you have to demolish it. So therefore, in order to have a new skin, you have to replace that hole so that the plaster will cover the entire house. And then you'll have a new skin. And then when it comes back and there's nega, then the house becomes tomei and it gets demolished. Thank you very much. Uh, Mitzvah, next week uh, we'll meet again and uh, we'll talk about the Baal Shem Tov.